like a goddamn Camelon in your face. An Omega beam melting your brain. An optic blast bursting from your eyes. Crisis. Crisis. It's time for a crisis to end all podcasts. Welcome to Crisis on Infinite Podcast, episode number 54. My name is Kevin Knight. I run the website eatgeekplay.com. And returning once again, a long lost guest, long lost host, I should say, Mr. George Schmitz. Everybody give it up. Round of applause. (laughs) The prodigal son. The prodigal son has returned. The prodigal son returning. Reunited and it feels so good. You know, I've been keeping the seat warm for you uh, just because, uh, you know, you're you're family here. So you've been missed. Um, Tour has been a little bit brutal. A lot of shit's gone on with you lately. Um, There have been some things in my life. So I, I think we're, we're we're turning this into a you know when 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 you have the opportunity we'll you'll stop by and say hello. Very cool. And uh, well, you know, I I fucking need the outlet. That's for sure. Oh God, I, I it's it's so weird. I've I've got this hole in my life, George, because you know it's like usually I'm like, oh my God, did you see this? And, and you've been so out of touch, you know? know. And it's 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 just weird. Like you, know, Michael has been doing a great job filling in for you. Um, Jamie did a fantastic job as well. Um, so, uh, uh, but it's it's just not the same. Not uh, the same. Uh, I blush. You flatter me. Well, I try. Um, <laughs> but you know, I woke up on Monday, and uh, just the news feed was just going crazy with all sorts of shit that was dropping. It's not even SDCC. It, That's it's, the craziest. We are part. three fucking weeks away from SDCC. That's San Diego Comic Con. You're not paying attention. And well, okay. I think uh, this is going to be a news-heavy episode. Uh, we'll probably only review one book this week, guys. I'm sorry, but there's just so much freaking news. There's some shit to talk about. I think we should start off with probably the biggest thing this week. We Elf have a Spider-Man. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, a Spider-Man. <laughs> we, we have. We finally have a Spider-Man. Uh, yes. It, it was supposed to be, a, uh, how do you say, Asa Butterfield? Yeah, right? Asa Butterfield. Asa, I don't know, one of the two. That was the big, and, and I, w- I was perfectly fine with that. We all knew that they were going to go super young, um, almost like, you know, a prepubescent. <laughs> Sure. Peter Parker, which is great because, you you know, it's it's just like with Harry Potter, you know, you you, you watch the uh, the guy grow. Right. Yeah. That and you can actually keep him in high school for longer than one movie. Exactly. Exactly. Hey, that's a novel idea. Andrew Garfield was a good Peter was a good Peter Parker, if you ask me. A little too good looking for Peter Parker, though. Um, uh, and and everybody's bets was on uh, on Butterfield. And uh, he kind of blew it. <laughs> well, he kind of blew it, but also that's the bait and switch. And that's what we're seeing a lot more these days with these scoops. Um, it looks like from what I've read, like I read over at Heroic Hollywood, uh, some details about the Tom Holland casting. And I guess that Tom Holland was really the front runner for most of this. Oh, really? Uh, and they had flown him out to Atlanta multiple times and like gave him haircuts and got him figured out. And, and the whole the whole fucking ordeal 
and while they flew out Asa like or Asa one time, I think uh, I really think what they're doing now is they're trying to like <laughs> it's uh, a bait and switch. Yeah, they're trying to you know throw some throw some sense off uh, to get you know these ace scoopers to kind of go and uh, like chase some wild gooses. Um, yeah, I mean, so the the role went to Tom Holland, and yeah. it, the only thing that we really know of him from is Billy Elliot the musical. Which hey, I mean, fuck, uh, you know, the kid carries a musical. We 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 know the kid can dance. Yeah, you you know he's got chops. You know he's agile. Uh, not only from Billy Elliot, but my God, the videos that he posted on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. He's <laughs> if you haven't seen, he he posted a bunch of videos of him doing like stunts for as, as Spider Man, kind of a celebration thing. Yeah. Um. But not only do we have an actor, we have a director. Yes, and while I'm disappointed, it's not Drew Goddard, because I really had money put on Drew Goddard. See, uh, I didn't see that happening. I just did not see that happening. I know. Well, I, it's it, it's it, it's a bummer, but I I don't know. I think that this new director uh, is also a very very good choice as well. Uh, who is it? It's the guy who directed Cop Car. Uh, John uh, Watts. John Watts. That's right. Cop Car. First off, looks insane. Yes. Uh, one of the craziest trailers I've seen this year for sure. Um, but huge breakout at Sundance this year. Right. Yeah. It's like got nothing but praise and accolades. But uh, this th- is the only movie he's done. <laughs> but you know what? I'm I'm glad that these. I'm glad the studios are moving. We're moving away from an era of the Brett Ratner and the Michael Bay. Oh and yeah. We're, and we're moving towards where studios want good filmmakers who maybe have an in- indie sensibility about them and aren't so concerned with like you know, big blockbuster action as much as they are making a good film. I, I think so. Um, well, the, it's, it's, it's the Marvel method. I yeah. mean, you got, you got James Gunn, you got the Russo brothers, you know, James Gunn getting his start, his start over at trauma and doing his own indie picks. And the Russo brothers are just, they came from TV, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and then, uh, you know, who else, who else, uh, do you, I mean, Joss Whedon, that was a big, that was a big chance. You know, I mean, aside from, uh, I think he's got a little bit of uh, a track record though. Well, he's got a track record, but but, but not for movies. Yeah, for sure. Aside from, you know, Serenity, he hadn't done like a major motion picture like that. Um, so I, I think that, uh, I mean, even, even Peyton Reed is, is, is a a big, you know, I mean, I mean, that's, that's a, he's never made an action movie before. Yeah. Um, And see that. It, it works though. They, yeah. they they're picking the right guys for the job. I, I love how certain people are just like, oh, well, they went with somebody young so they can control them because Marvel wants more control over their movies and stuff. <laughs> well, I will say this: they're definitely going to fucking own his ass. <laughs> oh yeah, but I mean, come on, that guy he he's like own away. I just bought myself, you know, a mansion. Um, right. It, it, it's just it's kind of hilarious, you know. Um, we're we're seeing so much just backlash. We're seeing so much yeah. praise. It's it's so like it's been so polarizing. Yeah. Well, with this announcement. Know, there, there's there's the there's the train of thought that people are just sick of Spider Man, uh, and I I get that for for if you are a comics fan who is, uh, you know, you've moved on from your Spider-Mans and your Batmans to be, and you found new characters to love and you're waiting for them to get to the screen. So, you know, with Spider-Man's announcement, they push back Captain Marvel and they push back Black Panther. And I understand how that's frustrating because, you know, this is the third time Spider-Man's been booted 
<laughs> within the course of like a decade or something like that, you know? But they're going to get it right this time. That's exactly. my thing. They're going to get this and, right. And see, that's that's where I feel about it. Plus, I mean, they got to play ball. Spider-Man's the most profitable superhero on the planet. It's, uh, well, I wouldn't say the most profitable superhero he on is, the planet. He is. He is. By far, mm. by far and wide margins above Outside, Batman. Over, uh, above Batman. Above Batman. Oh, he I don't know. Smashes about that. Batman. They put they put out that report this year where he smashed Batman. Really? Yeah. In merchants, just overall sales of merchandise. Yes. And, really. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's man. It's kids. It's kids. You know, he the spider Spider Man. The the kids resonate with Spider Man. You know, he's. He's he's the youth of. They'll slap Spider-Man on on any kind of merch too. Yeah, I know. So you know, Ultimate Spider-Man's killing it on Disney TV. Spider-Man always kills it in sales in the comics, and even at the parks. I mean, you go to Disney and spy, You know, they don't even have a Spider-Man movie out, and you can't walk two feet in a Disney store without seeing Spider-Man shit everywhere. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So. Well, let's get into some other comic book news. Um. Have you checked hell lately? I have I have checked hell lately. I think it's frozen <laughs> over, my friend. Hell has officially frozen over. It, I okay, this is the thing. I woke up Monday morning and went, "What the fuck?" I can't believe they didn't wait till SDCC I, to get this announced. I, I thought that th- this was on my SDCC announcement li- list. Like this was going to be the year that it was going to happen. We all kind of knew it was going to ha- it was coming. Dark Horse has made a deal with Comixology. How? I don't even know how this came together. Well, what? you know, it's got to be the DRM free movement that Comixology made. It's got to be. But I mean even that though, like I I feel like it was more than just that th- because well, they they you know with the Amazon acquisition, and they're now selling the single issues on Amazon, and like I I think you just get so much more push as far as like your publisher goes from. It, it just seemed like 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 for Dark Horse, it was more about just them having the control over right. money, the totally. money stream, and not splitting it with anybody. That's what yeah. at one point that's that's what Mike Richardson had said was was you know it's like why should I give up. You know his his whole philosophy is why should I give up a percentage to somebody who has who has nothing to do with this, you know? Um, well, maybe now that they've split themselves from the app store and you purchase things through their website directly, yeah. the terms of you know the terms of where uh, money goes is like is different than it was. I, I haven't checked out the new app yet. Is is have you? I have, yeah. Uh, it's pretty cool. It was a little confusing. Uh, there's like a difference between archiving books and removing them from your iPad. Oh, really? <laughs> uh, yeah, but Ish. I mean, I mean, if you've already, but the thing is, is it, it'll update to to how your uh, app was uh, prior to the update. So you're good if you've already mm-hmm. t- tooled around in it and you're familiar with it. Uh, there is a cool new feature where it, it shows a progress bar underneath the books that you're reading. That oh, okay. shows how far you're into the book, which is actually nice because sometimes, like, I forget because I got so many fucking books loaded up on there. I'm like, where the fuck am I <laughs> in all of these books? Yeah, yeah, that so, happens to me too. Yeah, uh, it's cool, and you can make your own smart lists, so you can like make kind of like a playlist of books and stuff. Cool. Just, yeah, cool. just some new stuff. But I think the Dark Horse thing is great. Uh, I'm I'm wait. I mean, the last announcement that I need to see is Marvel and DC go DRM free there's that and you know i mean maybe i I see i don't know if it'll happen but uh we i still think that uh, there's a netflix style something or other coming up with uh with 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 
comicsology. You know, that might be that might be an SDCC announcement. It, it might. I mean, I, 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 I'm just basing that on on just a dream. I, but I, I haven't. I just have this vision that Amazon has. Big, I mean, they they just announced it's coming for Kindle too. Like, like everything's going right. to be available on Kindle now too. So you Kindle users can now use Comixology, um, <clears throat> and supposedly the Android uh, app doesn't work right now. Oh, so that's a bummer. They, they 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 like I guess they fucked up on the Android app. But anyways, um, you know, so I I think it's like they're they're you know this was something they should have saved for SDCC. So that I think there's a bigger announcement coming up. Sure. You well, know. you know, I know Marvel re-upped their contract mm-hmm. with Comixology mm-hmm. uh, to make Comixology the sole purveyor of digital comics for Marvel. So Marvel's locked in. So yeah, yeah. I, I'm man. I'm I'm hoping for D. You know, I don't even need the DRM free because I trust Comixology. If Amazon yeah. owns it, it's not like my books are going anywhere. I'm not concerned about that. But I just think it'd be cool. Yeah, of course. Um, but I mean, it opens up to so much, uh, you know, pirating and, and well, yeah, and but you know, too. then, yeah, I mean, that's when you get into a more nuanced conversation of yes, but the more your book is pirated, the more money you're more likely to make. <laughs> Some see it that way. I mean, yeah. you're, as a musician, do you see it that way? Uh, I do see it that way. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. Uh, Steve Albini wrote this really interesting, we're going to tangent here for a second, no, but fine. Steve, Steve Albini wrote this thing. Uh, you know, he's the guy who was the producer on In Utero. Uh, he, you might have seen him recently on the uh, Foo Fighters Sonic Highways thing. So but good. Amazing, right? You know, but he's always been in obscure bands. Like, And when I say obscure, it's like, oh, I don't know them. Uh, I don't mean that. I mean like, oh, his bands just sound fucking weird. You know, and he's never made a living off of playing music. But now he says through piracy, he's able to go to places like Istanbul or, you know, all these places he never dreamed of going. I, and I was just in Italy and they were right. playing two days before I was there. Uh, Shellac was. And I was yeah. so bummed. And, well, and he's saying, you know, he's never had distribution over there. And they even if like records made it over there, their imports and they're priced at like egregious price, you know, price points or whatever. But because of piracy, he attracts fo- like their bands get new followings in these cities, and then he makes more money in turn on merchandise sales. Exactly, and he, and, and and he sells out more shows. That's always been my philosophy. Is and I'm sure you can attest to this. Is it, records to this point are just promotional material for you to sell shirts and concert tickets. Yep, absolutely. And I feel like the comic book business kind of needs to jump on that as well as, and, you, you know, know, I feel like they are with the cons because you see more cons popping up all over. But the biggest problem is I, I feel like they're still beholden to sales, you know, to, oh, to comic abs- book sales. And, and it's not the, the merchandising hasn't gotten there properly like it is with t-shirts. And, you know, like I think, you know, with with Marvel not being as involved in SDCC this year, with no big Hall H thing, I think they're getting ready to do their own convention. You know? uh, I think either that or they're going to have a big presence at D twenty three. I mean, Marvel, Marvel, Marvel TV and Marvel comic books are still going to have spots at SDCC. It's just not Marvel films. Yeah, well, so. it, but the thing is, like, supposedly they're scaling back their their presence at, at, at San Diego Comic Con this year. Yeah, I mean, I I also believe that. I um, you know, I, I think they're going to use it to launch a lot more comic book news. Yeah, but, I think so too. Um, I I think that they're going to do their own convention in the next couple of years. That's, I that, al- that, I I also think that 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 would be smart. And that's the thing is that's where they could make a lot of money, honestly. Yeah. Um. So Marvel, if you want me to organize that. I'd be more than happy to. 
I, me personally, and this is just me personally, I want to see the comic book industry make a shift to pricing books lower at a more reasonable cost. I mean, Mark Wade talks about this all the time. If he ever does keynotes about how you know they're gonna. They're, they're already shooting themselves in the foot, keeping the price points going up and up to you know yeah. four ninety nine and five. It's just ridiculous. You know well, they need they you, need you to can't sca- price a digital book the same price as a print book when it yeah. costs because you're you're basing your print book price because it costs so much to print paper. Yeah, so, and I'm I'm sure there's you know some focus group or some study or whatever that someone can show me to you know justify the cost of publishing, but. I'm just saying, and this is just a theory of mine, but you know, maybe we scale the prices back and you might see a return on investment yeah. because more people are buying, less people feel the need to pirate books. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, hey, I, 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 you know, that's just me. I'm just saying like, like for me, thank God we get promos because, yeah. you know, otherwise I couldn't afford this. No, no way. You know? I, I have to be choosy. You yeah. know, I, I have to be choosy with the books I buy every week. Yeah, it's being on a budget, man, and it's it's expensive, especially when like when you have these events like Secret Wars and and, sure. and uh, that horrible one that I can't even remember that DC did. Um, <laughs> but you know, it's like it's it's one of those things where it's like I, I I don't know how kids could do like when I was a kid, comic books were a couple bucks, you know. Like I think the, the it was it was a big deal when they jumped to a dollar. I was like, right. oh my god, I got to cut back, you know. Yeah. Um, and when it went up to like a dollar fifty, I almost had a heart attack. Now it's yeah. like four and five bucks. I don't get it. Now, anyways, speaking yeah. of comic books, Marvel dropped a bunch of news this week already. Again, before SDCC. <laughs> Let's Leading try to. Me- we'll, we'll run through these as quickly <laughs> as possible, but you know, we'll, there's some pretty big ones on here. Sure. Uh, something I'm super excited about: Doctor Strange oh. by Jason Aaron. And Chris Pachalo. Fucking A. That Done. is a team. Thank you. Thank you so much. This is this is like you know, they 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 get it. It's like let's get some of our best creators to be on some of our lower tier books to get them to the point where people like in the next twelve to sixteen months, get those characters back to where, you know, they should be because they have movies coming out and everything else. Putting Brian Michael Bendis on uh Iron Man to me is the biggest best freaking awesome move that you could make because like iron man is one of those things where it's like okay well you put you know sure you put matt fraction on and it's good but it gets a little fraction killed it it got a little too cerebral at some point though and it was like oh god you know and he starts fucking with too many things and i just kind of lost interest where with bendis i know he can bring in just enough humor and stuff and this is the same thing with jason aaron is you put him on a book like doctor strange and all of a sudden, it just gets so like because Aaron can take it there, you know, uh, to that point where it's like it's going to get weird, it's going to get crazy, but it's still yeah. going to stay grounded and and exactly. have that level of humor that we've come well, to love with Aaron's writing. Yeah, Aaron Aaron knows how to take these characters that can sometimes be like way too oh, like in a, they they get put in like this over dramatic context, like Thor, you know, for mm-hmm. example. Thor books can go south super quick when people start using this crazy dramatic English language to talk about these things. And Aaron took it and said, you know what? I want to tell a story that is, you know, a little bit more grounded, but it's something that you can actually resonate with, you know, even though he's the god of thunder. 
you know, you can you can still re- relate to what's going on in this book. And that's what's, you know, those are the sensibilities that Aaron will bring to a Doctor Strange book. Exactly. And, and you know, I mean, look, s- s- two years ago, nobody gave a shit about Thor in comic books. You know, it's like it was just kind of the the book, you know, yeah. and, and, you know, Jason Aaron came in and just turned it on its head and, and made it, you know, freaking amazing book out of it. Long time, long time speculation. Really glad they're following through with that and actually launching a new Doctor Strange book. These new Marvel books, I'm I'm just so excited to see where they're going. Uh, Next up, we have Chris Anka uh, is taking over Captain Marvel with uh, Tara Butters and Michael Frisnack, who are uh, both showrunners on Agent Carter. Great choice. (sighs) Awesome, melding the two the two worlds of. the MCU or MCTVU, whatever you want to call it. And, uh, uh, y- you know, comic books. Awesome idea. Yeah. So, so good. Big shoes to fill with Kelly Sue leaving, but, uh, I, I think they, they chose the right people. So exactly. And, um, you know, it, it's going to be interesting to see where, where Captain Marvel ends up, um, post secret wars. Cause right. You know, she's all over the place in that book. Well, I mean, there's multiple ones all over yeah, the place. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's multiple Captain. We'll get to that. But yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, here's a big one. Uh, there's a new Spider-Man book. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, it's like the third or fourth time that uh, Ultimate Spider-Man. I mean, it's not Ultimate Spider-Man, but it's Miles Morales. Uh, yeah. So third uh, or fourth time that you've gotten a new number one with Miles Morales. But we got a new Spider-Man book, Brian Michael Bendis and uh, Sarah Pacelli, right? Yep. Yep. Fucking, I love Sarah Pacelli. Uh, and it's going to be interesting to see how they bring miles into the six one six. I can't wait. Um, I, I, I'm excited. I'm, I'm I'm really, I want, uh, okay. Reading renew your vows was like the cruelest trick. Um, because I read that book and I was like, Oh my God, this is what I wanted with Peter's life. I wanted this so bad. (laughs) I wanted Peter to actually age mature, marry, have a child. And then I wanted to read those stories, you know, but I feel like the, the amazing Spider-Man books right now are stuck in this weird, you know, he's not teaching anymore. He's running his own Parker industries. Slot just keeps on upping the stakes more and more, and I he's I've really lost interest in what he wants to do with the yeah, book. Yeah, so I agree. I, w- I want to read a Spider-Man book with a younger Spider-Man. Well, had had you not been reading Miles Morales up to this? No, I hadn't. Oh, okay. So the, it, it's this, a great book, right? And this this will be a perfect jumping on point for me. And it's it's great that Bendis is sticking it. I mean, he's been so cool. Fifteen year run or something like that. I know. On, on, he on, he on is Ultimate. out to break fucking records. That's yeah. all that guy does. Oh, he already has. I know. <laughs> he's out to set records and then just go. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'll be the only one who does this. Um, another big announcement today of all days. Uh, <clears throat> Greg Pack and Frank Cho. Are taking over Hulk, the totally Fuck. awesome Hulk. <laughs> God, listen to this fucking rollout. It's just, insane. It's just, okay, first of all, let's just say Frank Cho Hulk. I, thank you, thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, I ho- I hope he stays on the book longer than you know five or six issues. But. That's gonna be the interesting thing because he's not a quick artist. Yeah, you know, uh, I, I'm sure it'll be it'll be six issue arcs and then fill ins or something. Yeah. They they've got to keep him on schedule and they probably paid him a crap load of money to do it too. Yeah, uh, bringing, ex- especially both of those. Yeah, and you know, bringing Pac back to the Hulk, uh, it's interesting because you know Mark Wade's Hulk 
Uh, I think it suffered from trying to actually tie in to events, unlike all these other books that weren't. Uh, you know, Mark Wade's totally the guy who would step up to that challenge. And, you know, I thought he did well, but the book suffered as a result. But uh, Gary Gary Duggan's book has been awesome. Oh my god! It's it was and and I'm just kind of like eh, Gary Duggan. All I knew was was his his Deadpool, Deadpool. stuff. Yeah, yeah it's like but, Deadpool, whatever. It turned out to be an amazing book. I know. So I'm kind of bummed to see that Duggan's leaving. But I mean, Pac back on Hulk. That's like you know, fucking dad coming home. I think Duggan's gonna. I think Duggan's gonna be. A, a big announcement this this SDCC. I think he's going to take over a book that we were, you know, he's he's going to graduate to a bigger book. I think. Oh, okay. I think, Very I, think cool. I think there's there's probably some X in his his future. Honestly. Well, actually, uh, they say let, that Jeff Lemire is going to be well, the new X Men writer. That's one the, of one X Men book. We know there's more than one oh, X Men book out there. Sure. You know. Um, um, if they can, it, there's going to be 60 new titles. Uh, I'm sure 50 of those are going to be X-Men books. Um, right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 37 but, of them, but uh, yeah, um, but this Hulk, it, so you, you've heard the rumors, right? It's not actually the Hulk. <laughs> no, it's, it's Bruce Banner. Bruce Banner is not the Hulk this time. Um, this is coming out of secret wars. Uh, something's going to happen and you've heard the rumors, right? Oh yeah, I and can spoil I, this I, for you, right? Yeah, I I think the rumors are true. Amadeus Cho is going to take on the Hulk reigns, which is freaking awesome, if you ask me. Yeah, and I mean, Pac's the only one who knows how to write Amadeus Cho, so yeah, um, perfect. And and did you read the 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 Savage uh, Wolverine that um that that Frank Cho did with with Amadeus Cho in it? Uh, no, I did oh, not. Oh man, it's great! It's great. I think Pac wrote that too. Yeah, okay. I think I got to go back and look, but you pick it up. It's really it's it's great. And Amadeus Cho is a freaking asshole in it. It's great. Yeah. Um. So I I think uh, Amadeus Cho is going to be a big player in. I uh, think so too. In, in Secret Wars coming up, and, and no one's oh. really paying attention to it. I think they're getting ready for him to to make his cinematic debut. So. Uh, yeah, I think so too. An Asian Hulk sounds good to me. Yeah, you I know. think that's great. Um, and they all, the, the, Greg dropped a big bomb in this interview that he did, uh, saying that the, there's a very important character who's been mentioned in previous stories, but who's never actually seen in a Marvel comic, will make her first appearance in, in the first issue. She's a key supporting character, and I love everything about her uh, dynamic with this new Hulk. Um, now, if you remember in uh, Avengers Age of Ultron, there was Maddie Cho. Sure. Was the uh the, the doctor that, that came up with the the syntheticsness uh, behind um Ultron. Yep. That's Amadeus' sister. Yep. So she has not been in the comic books though. Uh she's only been mentioned in the comic books. Well, it's time for so, her to, you know, step into the spotlight. Yep. Uh other big announcement, what do we got? Well, I don't know if this qualifies as big. Um <laughs> it's an announcement, surely. I'm excited. Uh, there is a new Squadron Supreme book. Yes. Did you read Squadron Supreme? Here's the thing about Squadron Supreme. I have uh, obviously or I read the book. S- Squadron Sinister. Did you read that? Uh, one? I did read the Squadron Sinister book, okay. which I actually really enjoyed. Yeah. Um, which I'm super standoffish to Hyperion. Uh, I'm like not on Team Hyperion like just yet. I no, think he like works sometimes, you know. But um, I I think a lot of what he does falls flat. 
Um, now I have obviously I've read uh, Busick's run on the Avengers, and he had a lot of ties uh, to the Squadron Supreme. There were a lot of crossovers or whatever. Yeah, because Marvel was also trying to get the Squadron Supreme book off the ground at that point <laughs> uh, as well in the '90s. Um, so I'm familiar with the Squadron Supreme. Um, I, I get that they're just you know Marvel's answer to the Justice League. Did, did you didn't read uh, Straczynski's? Uh, no, I, 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 I never read Supreme Power. It was good. It was really good. It's, it's, a, it's that that came out of uh, Marvel Max. Yeah, uh, was it a Marvel Max book? I think it was a I think it was a Max book. I'm pretty sure. It's good. It's really yeah. good. It's fucked up and good. Yeah, um, and I think that's what we're getting back to, um, especially after seeing Squadron Sinister. Well, and, did okay. So the the interesting thing with Squadron Sinister, and and I think a lot of people aren't talking about this, but it's also gonna kind of be the we're seeing where secret wars is going with this um and the fact that that was the first time we've seen a lot of obscure characters yeah that we haven't seen like like bringing in dr zero yep oh yeah from the shadow line (laughs) exactly like like you know whoa yeah (laughs) yeah uh, so you know, we already kind of knew that that they're going to do this, but this is where we're actually seeing it put into into effect. Right. And I don't know if you caught it, but there was the one there was a panel or there was like three panels of new universe characters in there. Yeah, no, and see, Guggenheim said that like he he dropped that in an interview that he kept on saying, yeah, like I'm getting to play with all these characters that I loved when I was a teen or something like yeah. that. So this new, um, all new, all different Squadron Supreme. <laughs> Is, uh, that's a mouthful. The, yeah, it's just the new Squadron Supreme is what they're calling it, or something like that. Sure. It's, so we're getting the lineup. Is it's this is where it's going with Secret Wars, guys? Uh, it's they're all from different parallel realities. We have Doctor Spectrum from the Great Society, which that, uh, that's a that's a Hickman uh, it, character. Yeah, which that is basically North Africa uh, was the dominant culture in in that reality or something so so it's uh dr spectrum supposedly is african-american okay uh nighthawk from supreme power uh who they i was like oh didn't they kill him but they killed everybody else in supreme power the the supreme power team but nighthawk (laughs) remember right nighthawk was like i want to keep the one that's that that looks like me or whatever yeah um hyperion from 616 yes blur from the new universe dp7 deep deep cut <laughs> so uh, it looks like they're like i think secret wars is ending with a bunch of mergings of different realities and we're gonna get one continuous universe no more time hopping alternate realities you know um kind of stuff that we've been seeing so much of lately um the but price the, is done right the interesting thing is they're going to be their headquarters in atlanta uh, an atlantean outpost Yes. So they're, also they're, they're going to be ties to Atlantis, Atlantis which uh, Jeff, uh, James Robinson, um, we didn't really say James Robinson and Leonard Kirk are taking over the book or doing this book. Um, this kind of looks like a lot. They, they did the, the Invaders book. They, they or, did do the Invaders book. And uh, uh, Fantastic Four. But their Invaders yeah. book was great. Nobody well, paid actually, actually Steve, Steve Pugh was on uh, the Invaders book. Didn't Kirk do a couple fill-in issues, though? Uh, he might have. I don't know. I fell off after like six issues yeah. of that Invaders book. I went back and reread it a while ago. Um, I've been on a Robinson kick. Uh, and Robinson doesn't get enough credit. Well, he's... <laughs> 
I don't. I, he's a good writer. He he's, is. He, he is he at is. time from time to time. I, he he was one of my favorite writers in the nineties. Yes. Oh sure. I mean, Starman Starman. was incredible. Yeah. Um, uh, but you know, it's a it's very hit and miss with him. Um, well, I I think he's having a bit of a creative resurgence with the Airboy with Airboy relaunching. You read Airboy, right? Yeah. So fucking good. Yeah, so you know, I think he's he's got that in the tank, and Marvel's going to put him on some more books, and you know, maybe with his creative uh, book or his uh, creator owned books doing well, like we can see Robinson yeah. like rein it in over at Marvel. Hopefully. Uh, all right. So, what's the last one we got here? Here's the fucking money shot right here. Um, the all new, all different Avengers, which we saw on Free Comic Book Day with Mark oh. Wade uh, writing, uh, but they announced that Adam Kubert will be yes. joining. Uh, and uh, for the art, for all new, all different Avengers, uh, fuck that is a team. Uh, and and so it's gonna they're gonna alternate between Muhammad uh, Asor um, and Kubert, uh, depending on storylines. Yeah. Um, now the biggest thing is, so we saw a peak, obviously, on Free Comic Book Day, like you said, mm-hmm. um, that they're this is this is kind of a team, but it's also a young team. There's there's two teams within it, basically. There's there's the, the 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 core team, and then there's there's like Ms. Marvel and Miles Morales, and there's Nova. Nova, exactly. There's the yeah. younger side that they're basically in school. They're right. the young Avengers. They're they're you know Avengers Academy basically. Um, so maybe we're gonna see uh, a sword do the young version and uh, a Kubert doing an older version. You know, the older team? Uh, I I think that... Uh, I, I uh, No, I think all the teams will be together. Uh, or, like, the team will be a whole unit. And I think Kubert just works a little slower these days. So, yeah. Asar, you know, Asar is just going to come in when, uh, you know, Kubert needs a pinch hitter. Um, the thing that I've seen with this book uh, is actually... I've seen a lot of people online talking about how... You know, it's this whole diverse lineup. You know, you have, you know, Ms. Marvel, the, you know, she's uh, Islamic. And then you have Nova, Latino. And then you have, uh, you know, Miles Morales, obviously, Latino, black. Um, you know, Vision's an android. Sam Wilson's black. Uh, Stark's the only white guy on the team. Yeah. Uh, but everyone's talking about how, oh, but the the create the creative average on the team is 51 uh, between Wade and Kubert and Asar. And I, I mean. Does that matter? <laughs> I don't it, like so 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 we've 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 pleased on the racial card, but now it's an age card, <laughs> right? And now it's like this ageist thing, and it kind of bummed me out because I mean I I understand that like you know maybe if like the Avengers is a no fail book whatsoever, which I don't think it is by the way. I think the Avengers book can fail easily. Oh it, God, it, yeah, it has multiple times, and <laughs> and and it's like you know what 60 year history now sorry steve Englehart, but you blew it (laughs) yeah exactly uh so you see the avengers book fail and you know i know people say that it's a no fail book but i think it i really do think it is and while yeah it would have been awesome for marvel to you know maybe bring in a younger writer to do this i i mark wade is the perfect guy for this oh god yeah not only not only is he a fucking encyclopedia, you know, so he can you know pull some character out of obscurity, or you know give give the team some some you know retrofitted villain to fight or whatever. But does everyone forget that he wrote Impulse when he <laughs> like like he was what like thirty forty when he wrote Impulse something 40 like that at least yeah and yeah. It, it and that's the hilarious thing is like it, he's getting the same shit for for writing Archie. 
you know, he's young at heart. I just exactly. I don't uh, know. Uh, I, to, to me, I see his name on this book, and I go perfect. You, you don't see fifteen-year-old uh, kids writing CW shows. No, you know, it's 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 the same thing, and it's like you can't pull an age card. But it's just, it's. I think it's also the comic book culture and and the hump that you need to get over of the just let it be. <laughs> You know, you know there, there can't are, you just accept it that, you know, it's it's going to be all right. You, you can't there, complain about everything. There are things worth fighting for, obviously. And, you know, it's not that, you know, analysis isn't valued on things like this. But I, lo- I look at Mark Wade's name and I go, yeah, perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect fit for this book. I he mean, hasn't let me down on anything lately. Nothing. No. Nothing. It, I don't know. He's the type of dude who under he understands what the Avengers is about because I'm sure he's fucking read every Avengers book that's ever been published in every fucking universe. And and, and the t- perfect testament is his, his uh, Agents of Shield book. Exactly. I mean, exactly. It's it's fantastic. It's it's way to the core. So. Yep. Um, all right. That's it for uh, all the big Marvel announcement so far and that's only scratching the surface they're announcing 60 books people 60 <sighs> books we've only talked about probably seven of them fucking a um I, i'm sure by the time this podcast ends or the recording of this podcast ends there's gonna be 16 <laughs> more books announced yeah um I, I have my rss feed open right now and uh <laughs> i'm just waiting um so okay uh this was kind of cool uh do you know z2 i don't so it's it's they, they've done um a lot of stuff with paul pope and uh you know it's basically where paul pope cut his teeth and dean haspel uh they're actually announcing that they announced uh just recently that they are doing a uh, monthly uh series of books because they've before just done like graphic novels and stuff like that and and, and one and done kind of things um this is pretty cool. They they've got uh, uh, Welcome to Shadowside by Ian McGentney, um, Carver by by Chris Hunt and Alan, um, and then uh, Alan saw Alan Son of Hellcock, which is uh, kind of like Buffy the Vampire Slayer about a uh, uh, um, plumber. Okay. Uh, and that's by uh, Will Tracy, Gabe Kapoltz, and uh, Miguel Porter. Now McGentney is best known for his uh, Bravest Warriors book. Uh, which you know is a big tie-in through um, Adventure Time and all that stuff, which is it's a beautiful looking book every month. Um, so this is in, and he's also kind of uh, uh, Paul Pope's protege. So definitely, uh, you 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 really want to check out these books. They're, it's going to be cool. It's it's very you know pop culturey. Uh, a lot of a lot of pop culture kind of books and stuff like that, and a lot of new talent's going to come out of this as well. So I just wanted to throw that in there. Nice. How about some TV news? Yeah, well, we, we better get started. I guess so. What do we got? Uh, it looks like the CW's other DC shows will not debut mid-season, but rather in October. Which is right around the corner. Yeah. Um, so, And I saw that uh, Stephen Amell uh, had tweeted, like, you know, the Arrow picture for season four. And I know that The Flash uh, got their start date. And yeah, I don't know. Um, are, uh, you, are you watching iZombie at all? Yes, it's the best. It's, it's my it's my favorite fucking show, Kevin. It's really fun. I wouldn't go that far, but you like it that much, huh? Oh my god, I love it. I don't know what it is about it. Um, I you know I I think that uh, what's her name Rose McIver. That's yeah. Uh, yeah. 
she is just such a great actress. I think the whole supporting cast is just they're they're so good. I, I'm a little bit behind do. in it, but I hear it gets oh, really good. Dude, the end. season really? finale season finale was insane. Oh, really? I see, and it's so weird that it doesn't cross over with any of these. So you know that that's cool though. I I, I think it's best that you know you leave you leave it to its own devices. Yeah, but the, I, the comic book never really did either, right? No, it was more it was a Vertigo book. That's right. But Vertigo um, can still cross over with DC. No, it, it can totally cross over, but you know, you can see why they, you know, they don't need to do it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we, we, it looks like, uh, we got October 6th is going to be, uh, the, the flash and I zombie. And then the next day will be arrow. Yeah. So, which speaking of arrow, I, you know, you and I were big fans of the show. And, uh, I, if you ask me, season three took a fucking nosedive. Season three was rough. I hate watched it. I still haven't watched the season finale. Um, there, there were multiple think pieces that I read about like where Arrow went wrong <laughs> in season three. Like every, it was like universally acknowledged that season three was not good. Well, um, John Barrowman actually, uh, he, he, you know, kind of let it, a, a few things go <laughs> on a, pa- like a panel that he was talking about. I saw um, that. And uh, Malcolm Rowland's going to be back. He says, uh, we start filming season four in July and finalized my deal about a week ago. It was just about working out dates and stuff and very excited to be going back. I can't tell you anything because I know uh, a bit that that's going to happen. But if you love Malcolm Merlin, you love Oliver Queen. And if you love Thea Queen, if you love the Canary Sisters... I say this with a bit of a twist and a joke. You're going to love what's going to happen across the DC world. So uh, we're going to bring back uh, uh, the other sister. We're going to get a white yeah. canary, it looks like. Um, sure. And and Malcolm Merlin is is now Ra's al Ghul. Uh, okay, sure. Let's just get back to this being a good show. You know what? You know what it suffers from is the same thing that Batman suffers from every once in a while. Too many fucking bats in the cave. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's a great analogy. Too many people on the too many people on the team, man. Sometimes yeah. when the when the bat family gets assembled, I'm like, holy shit! Well, someone just kill Jason Todd again, please. Yeah. Yeah. Get him out of here. Yeah. And uh, Tim Tim Drake, go to school, man. Like, I mean, I know you're like the best Robin, but, you know, he's got Damien again. So I'm sorry. Leave. I, I don't know. It's like Thea's got it. Thea's a uh, fucking judo master now. And and Roy's here. And then, oh, they're seeding the thing with his son. Everyone, you know, for Connor Hawk to show up every once in a while. It's like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's it's got to decide if it's going to be a Batman show or if it's going to be its own thing. Just, you know, just let it be Oliver, Felicity, and Diggle. Yeah. And that's and my, bi- like, like that was my biggest problem. When they find, like, when everybody basically finds, it's like, who, who doesn't know that Oliver Queen is Arrow at this point? It, it, that's yeah. when, when I was just like, oh, fuck, this is just, it's ridiculous now. It's, it's almost become a common, like when, when, uh, uh, the, the cop finally found out when his, when her dad finally finds out, it's like, I'm the last one to know. And it's like, seriously now, come on. Yeah, I know. <sighs> it's, it's just, it's, it's too crowded, but it's, uh, it's too much. They did announce that uh, DC, uh, DC's legends of tomorrow finally has a showrunner, uh, which is a uh, uh, Phil Clemmer, who it was actually uh, worked with Berlanti um, on tomorrow people. 
and he's and okay. he worked he worked on uh, Golden Boy and Political Animals, which Political Animals, if you ever, it's it's on uh, Netflix or Hulu. I forgot. It's a great show. It, it was very underlooked show, um, and uh, I really enjoyed Tomorrow People. I thought it was a really good show, and that was like kind of Phil's. He, you know, under his tutelage kind of thing. Like that's where he, he really cut his teeth on, on doing a show like this. Yeah. Um, so he's, uh, he's, he's going to be the showrunner for this. So it's going to be a really good, I think, you know, uh, yeah, uh, I, I mean, I thought the teaser looked great. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, and, uh, so it, it's looks like they're also going to have, uh, Andrew Kernsberg, Mike Guggenheim and Sarah Schechter are all going to be on the team for that as well, which are all great names. Mark Guggenheim helped, you know, basically bring arrow to life. So, um, and they've solidified the team as the Adam white canary firestorm, captain cold and heat wave. So, um, uh, along with newcomer Hawk girl. And what's the rumor? Uh, that she's going to get her own series, um, which, Jesus Christ, CW, yeah. like, have some restraint, God damn it! <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong, if it's a good show, it's a good show, but holy fucking shit, man. How many, how many fucking shows are you going to greenlight? As much as they possibly can, because they need the money. <laughs> I guess so, Jesus. I mean, is, like, The Flash not good enough for you? Oh, I love The Flash. <sighs> yeah. Um, um, are you sad that Hannibal got canceled? Uh, actually, man, I am. I got sucked into that show. Really? Uh, well, because the first two seasons are on uh, Amazon Prime. Mm. Um, and so we started watching on a whim, and holy fucking shit. That show is not only the most violent show on like <laughs> on network television, but it, it's a fucking amazing show, man. Really? I mean, Mads, Mads Mikkelsen is just... A fucking nightmare as Hannibal Lecter. Nice. Um, yeah, I don't. If you are like a big fan of you know Silence of the Lambs and Red Dragon, this this show is totally up your alley. It's the most like cerebral kind of like uh, like FBI procedural slash serial killer um, you know kind of show. But uh, I'm bummed that it's canceled. But I've already heard that uh, the Hannibal teams in talks with either Amazon or Netflix. I'm sure it'll get picked I mean, well, up. Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, all those guys, they need content. So this and yeah. it's a perfect fan base kind of thing where, you know, Constantine didn't have that fan base. And they, so it couldn't be saved. I think this is, you know, th- yeah, they've, it, they've, they've proven that they could do it. You know, it's interesting that they canceled the show because uh, when it made its debut and even around season two, you know, they were talking about how it was like the number one network television show and it had like such a crazy fan base. And then NBC just kept on like moving it around, like dropping it in weird slot, like weird time slots, which is, you know, fucking suicide for any show. That's how you get a show canceled. Well, it's one of those things, though. They didn't they weren't strategic about it where there was no digital side to it. Yeah. So unless you um, did the the what was it the NBC app that you only had to have a subscription to, if you had a um, you know a, a, a you know your your cable provider or whatever, um, a lot of shows succeed these days because you don't have to watch it that day and you can go to you know Amazon or you can go to Hulu and watch Hulu. it. Yeah, and and that saves that those shows. But when you start moving things around, I can't tell you what nights most shows are on. Because I just go the next day and go, oh, hey, there it is on Hulu. Um, and and we're reaching that society. But when you don't have that backup, your show's going to fail. Yeah, I agree. You know? 
<sighs> so well, hopefully it'll it'll end up. I, I've got to go back and watch it. I, I, you're like the third person now that's told me it's it's a great show. So. Yeah, it, it, great writing, great writing. Movie news. Movie news. Uh, the this has to be uh, something that Warner Brothers is a little pissed off about. <laughs> I read the, I read this uh, I read this I think uh, on Heroic Hollywood and I was like ooh got a sting got a sting <laughs> Hey we just we just crushed all of your SDCC plans I mean I'm sure it's not all of it I'm sure they're going to give you Suicide Squad footage Oh yeah uh, and obviously they're going to give you Batman v Superman's footage or whatever Now last but, year wasn't the big leak was that they 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 leaked the release schedule that that DC is was planning on na- announcing it's it's like it wasn't a leak so much as it was they had a board meeting and like press was there mm-hmm. so press was like uh yeah i'm gonna post this <laughs> <laughs> like meanwhile marvel holds this event where like fans are literally just like fucking jumping off balconies during <laughs> during announcements and dc has some fucking board of you know i don't know it just ugh, yeah. it sucked but uh anyways this is for sure some SDCC news that got leaked, um, and uh, the biggest one probably is uh, their plans with Green Lantern. Yep. Uh, again, another bait and switch, I might add. Uh, it was uh, rumored that Chris Pine was going to be Steve Trevor in Wonder Woman, uh, and everyone had money on that. And then you see that it's actually going to be that he will play Hal Jordan mm-hmm. in a Green Lantern movie. Which uh, awesome, great choice. Uh, and yeah. they actually want to have uh, John Stewart and uh, Guy Gardner as well. And there, there are also. Uh, I think that Tyrese Gibson would uh, is, is in talks for uh, John Stewart. Been, yeah, he's been campaigning hard for John Stewart. How great of an idea is that? That hey, we're not just going inter- to introduce one Green Lantern. We're going to introduce the core, and we're going to tell what they a fucking done. police story. Yeah. Oh my God, somebody's paying attention. Oh my God, someone actually understands Green Lantern and understands that not everything. Actually, Green Lantern spends the whole goddamn time off planet. He is always off planet. He's never on Earth except for Justice League shit. I swear to God. And the the, the coolest thing is, what a, what a perfect way to set up in in Justice League is, you know, so, so we're obviously there's, there's talk that, uh, you know, Doomsday is going to be in it and stuff like that. Well, who comes to apprehend Doomsday? The core. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. ends, the, the movie ends with, with the, the core coming and picking up with Doomsday. And, and then there you go. There's, there's your intro to the Green Lantern movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, it uh, writes itself. You, I know. And, if you want to uh, <clears throat> do a cool storyline, I suggest that Warner Brothers goes and reads Jason Aaron's Thor's. <laughs> that was the best goddamn Green Lantern book I've read. Right? Oh my god! If they don't bring if they don't bring Thor's in, yeah, the Thor core into uh, the new the, the new six one six, that's gonna be a mistake. Well, my my thing is like I read it and I go, oh, this is what a Green Lantern book should be. Exactly. It should be, it, oh yeah. It should, it should be a police procedural. And it like it's CSI, but with Thor's, it should be CSI with, but with, you know, space cops. There, there's been runs of, of classic, you know, Green Lantern Corps uh, back in the day. That was definitely like that. 
Yeah, know? and um, that's that's what they need to bring it back to. Exactly. They, uh, they, they they need to stop worrying about the spectrum and you know all the other. Did, did you did you read the new Green Lantern book this week? No, I, I, I can't. I, I can't be bothered. I, I, well, that's the whole thing is like it's kind of a, a, a rebooting of of the Green Lantern a little bit, like like the storyline and stuff. It's supposed to be good. I haven't read it yet. Yeah, it's the Green La- the Green Lantern Army or something like that. Yeah, well, it's on my read list. Um, okay, so but that's not the only thing that came out of this. No, uh, and this is also just got to be some fucking shit in their cereal. <laughs> It is believed uh, that there will be a new standalone movie for the Caped Crusader coming sooner than later. Uh, it will be called The Batman. It will be directed by the Batman himself, Ben Affleck. Uh, and it will be written by Chris Terrio, who worked on Batman v Superman uh, and is supposed to be writing the Justice League movies. Also wrote Argo. Um, it looks like we're getting November 2018. Yeah, that is sooner than later. Uh, Definitely. Affleck directing a a Batman movie. Thank you. Yeah. And, and the rumor was the rumor going around now is that this is the reason why he said yes to it because he's he was like I will do your stupid Batman Superman movie if I can do my own Batman movie. Yeah. I I mean I hear that Affleck's a bat nut. Yeah. Oh well, of course. And and you know I mean Smith talks about it all the time on his podcast and stuff. Yeah. How much they both love Batman. So. Yeah, this is. I mean, I'm. I I think Affleck is a great casting in an Affleck directed movie. <sighs> Come on. Yeah. If I mean, if if you doubt uh, uh, Affleck as a director, you're an idiot. <laughs> He's. Oh, well, you you well, you need only look at his Oscar. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, <laughs> between Argo and, and Gone Girl. And, and and the town. Oh, I mean, well, he didn't direct. Was... He, he, he didn't direct uh, Gone Girl. And Gone Girl is David Fincher. But, oh, that's right. That's right. Sorry. Yeah. But still. But, yeah. Um, but I mean, still, he's a fucking a. Uh, he's a fucking a plus director. And Chris yeah. Terrio obviously knows how to write his fucking ass off. He's yes. going to be the saving grace to Batman v Superman if there is any at all. Uh, uh, um, you know, and uh, thank God that they outed Goyer for the Justice League movies and they got Terrio to come in. It's uh, yeah. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're wising up. Big rumor is that they are putting this Batman movie in November to uh, kind of spite Marvel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, well, what's 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 got uh, that slate right now? Uh, it's I, it's Captain Marvel, oh, I believe. Is it? is it? Yeah, I think it is. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's well, it's not the exact date, but you know, it's in the relative time period, uh, but, and a you know, a Batman movie crushes everything in its wake. Yeah, yeah. It, you know, there there is a reason that the that Marvel put out the Avengers and Sony put out Spider Man well before Dark Knight Rises is yeah. because they said, well, as soon as that drops, we're <laughs> fucking done. So, and and it's going to be the same thing with Batman v Superman. I mean, nothing's going to be able to come close to it because I, I I'm I'm. As much as I shit on this movie and, and you kind of <laughs> repeat after me, uh, I'm going to go see it. I'm excited about it sure. just because the two, to see the two on screen, it's going to be horrible, but it's also going to be amazing. Well, you know, maybe it'll be good. Maybe it'll be good. I, I, I want to be guess, surprised. I want to be shocked. I, I'm reserving judgment as always. Of course. Um, but I, I guess that DC, I guess DC's really pissed about having to move it. Um, or well, not DC, but Warner Brothers is pissed about having to move it away from Civil War because yeah. I mean they know that Civil War is just going to be a juggernaut. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in so. that, in in 
again, that's why you know we're we're seeing the Civil War Spider-Man announcement. It's like they needed that more than anything else too, because you know it's like oh wait, now we've got Spider-Man and Captain America in the same movie, and we've got Batman and Superman in the same movie. Reality is like just breaking apart as we know it, right? Um, last bit of uh, news real quick. Do, do you remember the comic book, uh, uh, Imagine Agents? Uh, no, I don't. It was really good. It was, it was a big breakout for Boom. Uh, a, a, like, no, I think it was right when we started the, the podcast, actually. Okay. Um, but uh, it, it was a really, really good book. And it was that kind of like that sleeper hit that Boom wasn't even expecting. Um, well, it looks like that uh, Michael Keaton is going to star and produce uh, the Imagine Agents. And it's basically this whole story about uh, your imaginary friends are actually really um, demons from another world. And these are guys that hunt them down. So it's kind of like Men in Black a little bit. But uh, it's, it's, it was a great book. And um, yeah, uh, uh, that's coming to, to, to theaters next year, I believe. Uh, you want to talk about some Fox News? Uh, yeah, let's talk about it. Uh, apparently, they are supposed to have a very big presence this year at Hall H. Uh, that's at a presence that they've never had before. Right. I know. I like I watched the Days of Future past panel and it was kind of laughable. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think oh, uh, Omar Sy like could barely even like talk about Bishop. So uh, hopefully they get it reined in a little bit this year. It's for sure going to be Deadpool footage. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I, it looks I like think we're going to see Ryan Reynolds in the Deadpool costume come out do that. and do I something think he would junky. Also do that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's all, it's only obvious that that's, that's yeah. the kind of thing he does. Uh, yeah, but it looks like we got their plans, uh, or a little bit, uh, or a little bit more clear of a picture of what their plans are going to be. Um, so they have the Deadpool movie that's kicking off next year early. It's like February, what? 12th. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's early. Uh, yeah. And then you can follow it up with, uh, X-Men apocalypse in May and that'll be uh, following civil war. Um, wow. Cajones on Fox. Mm-hmm. Um, then you have Gambit also three in a row. Boom. <laughs> Just crazy. Um, Are you excited about a Gambit movie? uh, Apparently, uh, uh, according to you know some speculation, the script is fucking awesome. Again, are you excited about a Gambit movie? (laughs) (laughs) Me personally, I mean, no, because I'm not crazy about Gambit. Exactly. I mean, I like Channing Tatum, so sure. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but then you have uh, the Wolverine two, which uh, it is you know rumored now that that will be Old Man Logan, uh, which, or well, what Fox can do with Old Man Logan. Bring it. Uh, I mean, yeah, that'd be fucking awesome. But I, you know, I I kind of like sat down after I read that rumor and I was like, okay, so who's gonna replace the Red Skull? Uh, maybe you'll get Mastermind, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then uh, I don't know, maybe instead of like Hulks, you can have like many apocalypses. <laughs> you could, or you know, you could bring in what Blobs. does Fox have? I mean, they they have all the mutants, right? So you could do yeah, a they have Mor- all the mutants. You could almost do like a Morlock kind of thing with it. Yeah. You know? um, they also own the Brood, um, which is something to be considered. Mm, yeah, I guess. that could be kind of cool. Um, so yeah, I, do you I'm think they'll go out there with it though? I mean, I don't know. See, they they've yet to do it. The the most they've gone out there is Days of Future Past. But yeah. aside from that, everything that they've done. I swear to God, read the first 18 issues of Uncanny X-Men, the Stanley Jack Kirby thing, and they haven't stepped outside that. No, no, of course not. It's fucking insane. Like, 
they've made what like seven movies yeah <laughs> and they they have yet to step outside the first 20 issues of x-men there's like 600 issues of uncanny x-men at this point yes um like you know i i don't know i oh, i can't i can't even think i liked the last wolverine movie actually to oh, a point it, it it had its 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 moments that were just fantastic up until the third act it yeah. was a it was a great movie and even with the third act it had to go there just on a movie movie scale you know sure um but and and if you watch it with that extra footage at the end it's freaking great yeah um and and you know this is going to be you know supposedly Hughes last last you know swan song so it, they're gonna go out big yeah i think so too uh after that we've got fantastic four to july 14th 2017 and that's if <laughs> that's if it does well uh, I've you know. been hearing great things about the Fantastic Have you? Four movie. Really? Yes, okay. I've I've heard that it's actually really fucking cool. I'm excited um, for it. I'm actually yeah. it's it's a movie I'm actually really looking forward to. But I've I love Fantastic Four and I love the cast that they got for it. Yeah, I love the FF. I love the cast, um, and I think they're gonna do something cool with it. So yeah, and, and you know Josh Trank, come on, Chronicle yeah. Chronicle is a fantastic movie. Loved it so. But then we have a mystery superhero film for yep. July 13th, 2018, yep. um, which the rumor is that we're going to see uh, the X-Men and the Fantastic Four crossover. I seriously hope so. That could be uh, really fun. I hope so, too. Um, here's my question, though. So Days of Future Past was effectively a 70s movie, mm-hmm. a 70s period piece. You know, mm-hmm. X-Men First Class is like late 60s, right? Mm-hmm. X-Men Apocalypse is going to be full-on 80s, right? Yeah. Yes. I'm hoping, uh, tangent here, but I'm hoping that de- that Deadpool is a full-on 90s period piece because I think that'd be fucking hilarious. It would or be. if they're making an X-Force movie, it needs to be a 90s period piece. Um, but where does that put the Fantastic Four movie, first off, first and foremost, as far as like time goes. And does that mean the fantastic four will have to travel in time to meet the X-Men? Wow. If they cross over. That's a good question. Uh, also I like, I, I, from what I understand apocalypse, you know, they're bringing in like the giant sized X-Men kind of team, you know, with, they got cycle. Well, no, I wouldn't say the giant sized X-Men. I'd say they're bringing in like the original, original team with, you know, Gene Scott, uh, and well, I think they got, you know what, they got storm, they got Jubilee and, you know, you're getting a younger, uh, X-Men team and they'll be the ones to carry the franchise from here on out, obviously, because yeah. this is going to be, uh, uh, James, uh, what's his name? James uh, Gunn. uh, no, no James Ma- uh, James McAvoy's last movie. Yeah. Uh, it's Fastbender's last movie. It's Lawrence's last movie. It's Nicholas Holt's last movie. So, you know, they're getting rid of the old team. So you have this new team. So I'm just wondering, you know, are they going to be like, are they going to try to set it up to where the Fantastic Four timeline is and just have them age that old or are they going to have them travel in time? That's, I don't know. It's, that's a good theory. I didn't even think about that, man. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. Um, God damn. That's a good, that's a good one. Yeah, well, you know, it's it's something that I thought of when uh, everyone, you know, needed a shared universe after Marvel fucking broke the bank. Yeah. Uh, and I kind of thought about, uh, what Fox is doing with X-Men. I'm like, yeah, it's really cool that they're doing these period pieces, but they're kind of shooting themselves in the foot. Wow. Uh, because I mean, that's been Marvel's whole philosophy 
is like we need to make these books uh, like on a shifting scale so we don't get set in a decade and we shoot ourselves, you know. So we kind of have this shifting timeline, but these movies are firmly routed in, you know, their respective decades. So, yeah, something to consider. That is that is really interesting. Yeah. Good call on that, man. Look at you dropping the science. You know, just uh, the things I think about, Kevin. <laughs> Too much time in your hands, man. Um, last thing, uh, David Tennant is going to be the voice of Mason uh, Savory in the Chew animated series or animated movie um, that originally was that that role was originally going to be done by Rod, the late Robin Williams. Uh, also on the cast is Felicia Day and Stephen Yun. So. Um, Great cast. It, I, I didn't even know that they were doing a uh, Chew animated movie. Um, there originally was going to be a TV show, and that got nixed. So, uh, do you read Chew? I don't, but hey, I like David Tennant. So, um, it, I, I read the, the the first couple issues, and um, it, it was good. You know, it's it's an interesting concept. Yeah. So, but this has been in the works for a really long time, I guess. So. Get to see you get off the ground. Good, good on you. Uh, wow, I, that's it. We're that's done. That's it. We did it. <laughs> um, well, let's talk about some comic books. We have you and I haven't talked comic books in a while. I know um, it's been a minute. What have you been reading? Uh, well, you know, uh, been reading all of the Secret Wars books because I'm a sucker. Um, and uh, I've been reading a good majority of the DCU books, the new DC books, and a lot of them have actually been great. Um, I, yeah, right. Uh, the Black Canary book was great. Fantastic. Um, okay, thought, oh, l- let me let me real quick about the Black Canary thing. It's been getting flack though for basically you know people saying that it's the Spider Gwen of of uh, the DCU. Did you get that feel? You know, kinda, but I, I don't know. At the at the same time, like this is the most interesting that Black Canary's been in years. Oh, yeah. So, I don't know. I I I think it's pretty cool. Um, and it's much different though with, as far as like her being the the dynamic of her being in a band. Because I mean, you have Gwen who like wants to be in the band, but it's like I don't know. I got all these other responsibilities. And with Dinah, it's like oh no, I signed a contract. I'm here to do this. I just have to kick everyone's ass, you know, if if they get out of line or if these people are trying to attack people at shows to get after me. Yeah. So it's, it's a it's, it's a good book. I like it. Yeah, I, similar I, but different. I I think the artwork's fucking great. Andy Wu's art oh, is just fantastic. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really good. Um, yeah, and you know, Brent, Brendan Fletcher is a musician, so I'm sure that he'll be able to work his uh, touring stories or you know whatever. Uh, yeah, I guess experiences that he's had as a music musician into the book. Yeah. I think I think that'll be more of a focal point than it will be in Spider Gwen because it's kind of an afterthought in Spider Gwen. She just shows up to play, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, what about uh, did you read Doctor Fate? I did. Uh, wow, awesome. Yeah, I mean, okay. Obviously, it's DC's answer to Ms. Marvel. Sure. There's there's it's, no getting around that. <laughs> it's absolutely DC's answer to Miss Marvel. Uh but it's a, it's rooted in uh, Egyptian mythology though and yeah. that's that's where it goes different and I'm a sucker for Doctor Fate. So Yeah. Yeah, same uh, here. I thought it was really cool. Um, the most interesting part though is 
you know, you want to you want to talk ageism. Paul Levitz. Paul Levitz is like 95 years old. Uh, and, and, and no, I mean, he's he's he is in he's got to be in his like 60s. Right. Yeah. And in, you know, here's writing a teenager. But he does have a co-writer on the book. But well, Sonny Lou. Yeah. So I would imagine they're going to hand the reins over to him. Which was Sonny Liu. I don't know. Are, are you familiar with him? I'm not actually. He's Singaporean. It's a beautiful book. I mean, he's a freaking great, great artist. And uh, I, I really, but it's just funny how you can see DC going, oh, well, this worked for Marvel. <laughs> and yeah. I'm not trying to be a DC hater because I'm finally reading DC again. And I'm really excited about some of the books that came out this week that I haven't read yet. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's. It, they're good books, finally. Yeah, you Prez. Prez. I did was not read Prez. Awesome. I did not read Prez. Yet. Oh, Pre- Prez has actually been my favorite. Really? Uh, yeah, Prez has been my favorite. The political satire is so fucking razor sharp in that book. That's great. Um, That's yeah, great. it's awesome. Uh, I really, really suggest reading Prez. Uh, Midnighter was good. Yeah, Midnighter was uh, good. I, I, yeah. Did Did you read Omega Men? Uh, no, I did not read Omega Men. Okay, I have no idea where that book's going. It, but yeah. it's, it's beautiful, um, but just not, I have no idea. Did you read uh, All-Star Section 8? Unfortunately. Oh, I thought it was fucking hilarious. I y- loved it. Yeah, but you're f- more familiar with that series than I am, I think. And yeah, I, I mean, I, yeah, kind of, but yeah, I don't know. It was pretty funny. Mm, yeah, but I mean, I don't know. I just, it, it was kind of eh about it. What, what that book shows me, though, is that DC's okay with making jokes with itself now, as opposed to, you know, with the new 52, it was like all serious all the time. Yeah. yeah. I love the fact that they're getting rid of the house style. They're really yeah. just, they're going for it with this. All these books are hyper stylized, man. You know, yeah. it's like between like the Bizarro book, the Batmite book, you know, the Dr. Fate book, all, all these books have different artists and they, they now see that they don't need Ivan Rice drawing everything. Exactly. Exactly. And, and, and that's the thing. It's like, it it works guys. Let's, uh, you know, they, it's kind of funny. They went, how do we put the genie back in the bottle here? Um, (laughs) it's the DCU YOU. It only took us, you know, almost three years to figure this out, but okay. Yeah. Um, so how are you feeling about secret wars? Fuck man. Those first three though. I, I know we talked about it briefly, uh, when the first issue came out and I stand by what I said, Hickman sticks this landing. This is the best comic book event of all time. Yeah. Yeah. Hands down, hands down. There's there, there will not be a better comic book event than this one. It's the best game of Thrones ever. Um, not, <laughs> not only is it the best game of Thrones ever, but I, and, uh, Brett white, uh, who is like a freelance writer at, at CBR, uh, and Marvel sometimes, uh, wrote about this on Twitter. And I, I fully agree with this. Um, it's, they're letting creators go back to these, what, you know, these, what if stories or these time periods in Marvel's history and get it, giving them carte blanche and letting them do what they want to do. Yeah. You know, letting Chris Burnham go back and do like a, like a retelling of a, a, a different version of Grant Morrison's all new X-Men. Oh my God. Yes. Have not fuck, read that yet. Fuck. Yes. Or, you know, letting Guggenheim do fucking squadron sinister or, you know, ease for extinction or no, he did, uh, he did, uh, extermination agenda. Yeah. Uh, you know, letting Dennis hopeless do inferno. 
cool, which that man. was the surprising one. I actually, I, Inferno was the thing that I hated, and I was like, oh, whoa, okay, this is actually pretty good. Yeah. Um, all, all of these are, you know, it's like even books that I find like that are maybe like inaccessible f- for me as like a, a younger reader, like the Corvex Saga or something like that. I just read. Uh, you know, Abnett's new Corvax Saga book in Secret Wars. I'm like, this book fucking rules. Yeah, I, I'm looking forward to reading that too. Um, the uh, the one that I, I really enjoy is Planet Hulk's. It's fucking Dude. great. Yeah, I mean, La- Lamming's artwork on it's fantastic. And you know, everyone fucking shit a brick when they saw Devil Dinosaur on that on that uh, the cover image, and they're like, oh, well, Devil Dinosaur should never blah 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 blah. And then for- not want Devil Dinosaur in a book. And and then. F- your fucking first issue, literally everyone's just eating their shoes. I, I love, I love been, that it's like it's it's Steve Rogers as He Man. It's, it's so great, so fucking cool. Everyone's just eating shoes. All those bitter old fucking jaded fucks out there are just eating shoes right now because yeah. all these books are great. It, it, there hasn't to me there hasn't been like oh there, there's been a few that where you're like oh really like there's a few books that you're like this was already in the can and they just slapped a Secret Wars title on it. Read till you know read it a few pages. If you're reading the end. Ultimate's the end. You can tell that that book was done two years ago. Right. <laughs> and that was originally how they were going to bring the 616 together. And they did like, no, no, we got a new idea. Here, slap some new pages on it and repackage it because it makes no fucking sense. Yeah, it's uh, it's a little confusing. But I think uh, from what I hear is they're like actually dropping some clues in there and uh, it's going to wrap up towards the end of it. So hopefully. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, but man, books that I wouldn't even give a fuck about, like sixteen oh two, the Angela book. Yeah, great. I, didn't, I didn't like it that much. I actually really, I, I actually really liked that. That Runaways book, fantastic. Uh, Runaways book is fucking awesome. X Men ninety two is fucking hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what else? What else do we got? The oh, the Marvel Zombie one was fantastic, dude. That was, that was my favorite one. Oh so far. my god! Even the Secret Wars Journal is great. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, but Weird World, the best one yet. Holy shit. I, I don't know if you, you listen to the podcast. So Jamie and I do a podcast called a war report where we break down each one of these books and she's really kind of a, a novice when it comes to this. So it's great. Cause mm-hmm. I can explain to her all of the excitement, dude, they're bringing back Chris star. <laughs> it's insane. Weird world is Chris star's world. I'm, yeah. I'm betting on it. You're, you're, it's, it's going to be basically they can't since, since Chris star is a toy tie and they you know, it's like, it's like, uh, um, basically like rom space Knights. yeah exactly it's that whole thing where they they brought in the space knights but they couldn't bring in rom uh basically i, I think archon's gonna take the place of chris star but there's you know the moment the, the 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 molten men at the end with morgan morgana lafay those are straight out of chris star and yeah. nobody's called it yet um so yeah i mean we're getting crazy shit like that out of out of this and it's gonna create for such a i'm so excited about the outcome i've become a bigger marvel zombie than i already am um yeah i mean i spend a lot of time speculating about what is like why is battle world the way it is and like what are the decisions that doom has made to do this you know and uh, it's it's really interesting. It's got my brain kind of rattled. I'm not sure where well, they're going. I with mean, it. if you look at it, like Doom has always wanted to do good, but he's so selfish, yeah, <laughs> that it ends up being in his own vein. And I think this was his version of say he's seeing that he's saving the universe. So since he's saving the universe, he might as well make it in his image. 
I, I know that he wants to make it in his image, but you know, why all the war? Why the strife and the conflict? You know, it's it's a it's a question that I ask myself because he obviously, if if he's omnipotent, he can easily you know just have a utopia, right? I, I and, mean, you think his maybe it was the fact that his utopia was was Sue Richards, and you know, uh, he had know, to give it, up something else for that. It, it could be that um, it makes me think about those last couple issues of Avengers when it was him and Molecule Man mm-hmm. um, doing some extremely meta things, uh, talking about like the, you know, the structure of stories and, you know, how Molecule Man was basically able to manipulate space time to get them to, you know, go to all these other universes and establish himself as Rabum LL, you know. Mm-hmm. I really think that Hickman laid a fucking Easter egg in there and I got to find it because I feel like in there is like the real context as to why doom made battle world the way it is. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's probably some, you know, meta text about, you know, stories and how we need them or I'm, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm really trying to fucking think about it before I actually make an opinion on it. But, um, any other books that you're, you're besides Marvel and DC stuff that you're into? Um, you know, uh, I, I, I haven't gotten around to reading uh, Trees. I know that, you know, Alice is putting out more books on Trees. Um, Low is back. I still haven't gotten around to reading that, um, but I'm planning on it. Birthright um, is still so awesome. Good, so yeah, good. I, I still really enjoy reading Birthright. Um, yeah. Uh, aside from that, though, I mean, it's been overwhelmingly Marvel and DC. Have you read uh, We Can Never Go Home yet? No, I still haven't read oh, that. I hear it's so great. good. Dude, you you, you, you got to get on it. Yeah. It's, you especially, I think you dig it, really. It's, it's got yeah. a lot of music to it and stuff. Oh, very cool. Um, God. Uh, what, did you read Captara? Uh, I read the, the first issue and did I didn't. Like I didn't like it that yeah, much. I wasn't uh, that that crazy about it either. I thought it may need to be something that I sit out until I get a trade. Yeah, yeah, and and that's the weird thing is like it. There's books out there that you know. I mean, Image is putting out a new series. It seems like five a week now. Yeah, um, and I think it's almost overkill. You know, instead of just focusing on a bunch of books, it's like here, here's a bunch of new number ones. Here's a bunch of new stuff. Here's a bunch of new storylines, and it's like, well. Would this be better as just a trade? Right. You know, I, wa- and, I, I wonder the same thing. And, and there's there's books out there like you know, I I just I would rather read as as a a, a collection than you know uh, you know let's you know read this month by month. I mean you know I I gave up on Wicked and Divine because just you know it's like from, well that was that was a mistake but i'm gonna go back but that's the thing is i want to sit and be able to digest it because from reading on a month to month you're just like oh fuck i don't know what's going on anymore um it's the same thing with manifest destiny which is a fantastic book but i feel like it reads better in chunks you yeah know? sure um i'd rather wait six months for you know 150 pages or you know than you know 20 pages of kind of a story yeah you know um and i think that you know it's it's that philosophy of like what uh you know uh first seconds does you know where like like what you get battling boy as a 200 page graphic novel um and then you're gonna get battle boy 2 next year you know it's like it's it's that kind of idea it works a little bit better in my world but it's just not as profitable you know um i know we talked about it for a second but how amazing was Airboy number one? Ah, great book. 
yeah i thought great of you when fucking I, book thought of you when i read it i was like man george has gotta love this yeah i got i got a soft spot for those uh you know golden age revisionist stuff and and just the fact that it was like so meta <laughs> yeah yep I mean, it, it, the fact that it was like, you know, uh, James Robinson making a comic book about making a comic book. Sure. <laughs> what more it's could great. you ask for? Yeah. Uh, um, can't wait for issue two. That's, yeah. that's it's it's probably been the book that like I really feel is, you know, it, it was that book that I mean, I'd been championing it for the minute I heard about it. Um, yeah. And then the, the knowing that like I, for me the airborne like when i was when i was first starting to read comic books you know like like really seriously getting into comic books yeah. uh eclipse had just launched the airboy series and it was a right. weekly series so i was like oh my god i love this book it was really really good go back i reread the tim truman airboy stuff it still holds up it really does um at least in my world and um you know, when, when I heard James Robinson was, was relaunching Airboy, it's like, this is fantastic. And then I re- read the story that it's James, it's a comic book about James Robinson trying to write the Airboy comic book. Right. I was like, oh, that's not what I want. That's amazing. <laughs> so funny. So, yeah, it's, oh, man, such a good book. Such a good book. Um, yeah, that's, oh, fuck, we haven't talked about it. Batman. Oh, Gordon Batman? What do you think? I like it. Yeah. Yeah. I back it. I totally. Yeah, no, I to- I totally back it. I, it was it was the most unexpected, you know, I mean, it got spoiled obviously, but you know, like I was not thinking that it was going to be good. You know, once I heard that 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 James Gordon was taking on the Batman role, I was like, "Fuck this. This is lame." But man, it's it's the best Iron Man book that hasn't been around. <laughs> it you know it's an Iron Man where the guy isn't a narcissist. You know, Jim. Yeah. It's it's Jim Gordon. You know, just trying to do best. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I, I I love Jim Gordon. Got a soft spot in my heart for him. So I uh, I think I think it's great. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. To- I'm I'm back in it. Um, I hear Batgirl is really good this week with it too. Uh, Batgirl was pretty good. Um, it, the this week was all right, but the narrative that they're going to do, uh, I think, is going to be great because they got a lot to play with with the relationship between Babs and James now. Yeah. yeah. Um, especially you know with him taking up the cape and or well not the cape but the cowl I yeah. guess. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, but they also brought in Livewire, which I mean I'm a huge Superman the animated series fan. Oh, they so. did. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Babstar nice. gave her a redesign and she looks great. So awesome. Awesome. Last thing to talk about before we, we, we will review one comic book, I guess this week. How fucking great was daredevil this week? Sweet fucking Christ. I mean, this book, I'm going to cry when it comes to an end with Somni and, and Wade. You know, not only is Mark Wade and Chris Somni, are, are they rewarding just longtime daredevil fans in general? But they're also rewarding people who have been following their run closely. Oh, yeah. Have, you know, okay, spoilers. Having Ikari show up, it's like, oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. This fucking guy? Yeah. It, like, I, you, the first panel you see him in, I was like, oh, my God, shit is so about to hit the fan. Um, okay, so if you guys haven't been paying attention, you know, there, shit has been going down in Daredevil for a while now, and, you know, it's it's... It's hitting its its penultimate 
like just <laughs> well, you know they're about to leave the book because they're about to put Matt in the most insane predicament, which is what every writer does. And, and in this issue, it's 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 come to like you know, uh, Kingpin has come back and he's like the classic Kingpin. He's in the the suit with the ascot with the you know it's like oh it's awesome, yeah. Um, and and he goes to Daredevil and says, well, you know, or, you know, Daredevil comes to him and says, you know, I I I need help. And he's like, I'm going to change my face. You can kill Matt Murdock. You know, I've got this book coming out. It's you'd be the a- only one who knew exactly who I was, and so you'd he'd have total control over Daredevil. Now, there's the scene. I I, I this was the part that just I I went back after after I was looking at it and I'm like, holy shit. This makes so much sense. So there's the art gallery, right? There's there, there's a part where they're walk, you know, um, uh, uh, Fisk walks in, walks Daredevil into his 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 gallery, and it's all this art. Obviously, Matt can't see it, but it's all these different portraits of uh, Daredevil being killed. That's the page, man. That page is fucking amazing. But the thing is, it's all stuff that's happened in, in, in Wade's run, Fisk has been behind this the entire time. Over Bullseye? Because yes. I know Bullseye was pulling Bullseye was pulling the strings for all that Ikari stuff. Let me see. I gotta I gotta look back. How would King how would Kingpin know about this? Let me see. I got I gotta it's take a look at All that. the different it's all the different ways that that they've tried to stop Daredevil in the la, in this this run. Let me see. Hold on. I'm pulling. I'm pulling it up right now because that that's got to be insane. Okay, what do we got? He's hanging. Really? He's, okay, I see the spot. You see the spot? Look at that down there in the corner. You've okay. you've got that. That's the uh, bullseye uh, in his in in the, oh, the sarcophagus. Okay. Yeah, with you all know? these demons. Exactly. Uh, oh my god. And, well, okay. And, what and about this? Is Fisk showing his hand, man? Well, I mean, but Matt still can't see it. But. Exactly. Exactly. Like, in, in that's kind of, without thinking about it, it's basically like Fisk going, but I'm going to kill you anyways. You know, like, like oh, I'm trying, I've been behind this the entire fucking time. And it, it's like right in front of Matt's face and he doesn't realize it. You just fucked me up. Because look at it. It's all in, and it's all variations of different covers that they've had you know um but it's like how he like basically if through all this artwork it's it's kind of like how he's envisioned killing uh daredevil no fucking way you like uh i have to go back and reread everything now look what you just did look what you just did i thought i had like i saw that panel and i thought oh my god that's the best thing ever because it's the most sinister fucking thing i've ever seen and on top of that like the setup was perfect yeah talking about how matt can't see it uh, i thought that was just genius but now knowing that that's and um, just just the idea that it's like and, and this is how perfect this series is is the fact that it's you know it's right there in your face matt and you can't see it shut well, the fuck it's up. it's like like i've been behind this the entire time you thought you got you you got rid of me no i'm still the kingpin I don't know yeah. what I don't know why they have the uh, the floating around uh, uh, fish fish and stuff the yeah the piranha but oh yeah I don't know um, but wait, there was there was an issue with the piranha wasn't there uh, I I mean I I'm uh, gonna go back and yeah. try to find out <laughs> yeah 
and then bringing back Akari. I love oh, that character. So, so good. Great rad. character. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, and what a way to go out on, you know? Yeah. You got so. two more issues left. It's going to be a sad day when it, when it ends. I know. It's, it's really going to hurt. And I love what they've done with the owl. So great. Uh, I, and see, and that was something we had talked about, how like the first arc of this uh, relaunch like kind of fell flat with what they did with the owl, you yeah. know, and uh, you thought it was going to go bigger, but yeah. they didn't. But uh, I'm glad they're able to kind of tie it up now. And, and bringing the, sh- the shroud in is, is yeah. the, the, the big evil. Fucking great. Oh, so good. All what, right. uh, who yeah. do you think is going to write this after? Hmm. That's a good because th- they haven't they haven't talked about anything about a new. I know we, and, we did get a peek in yeah. of, of the new costume that's going to be more black and red. Yeah, you know, more focused on black than red. Oh man, who would I want to see write Daredevil now? I know I kind I I mean I kind of think it might be Charles Soule. He would be a good choice. He would be a fantastic choice, but I'm not choice. sure. Jerry Duggan. Yeah, ooh, that'd be good. That'd be a good one. But oh man, Jeff Lemire would be amazing on it. I know, but oh, I think Lemire I, I think Lemire's taking on the X books. Yeah, I mean that makes too much sense. That makes too much sense. But then, you know, I don't know, like like Marvel, I know from what I hear, I mean they're they're talking to a lot of people right now. They're bringing in some new people that you know they're they're giving they're giving some some new at bats because they have to. You know, they're launching sixty fucking books, so you're you're seeing look look at a lot of the um you know the the you know the short stories that they're doing with with uh, Battle World and stuff like sure. that, like the journals and stuff like that. That's a lot of stuff that you're going to be seeing um you know more of. Yeah, uh, a lot of artists and writers that you're going to be seeing that Marvel's kind of going, okay, this is your try, your tryout. I know one artist that got a uh, a, a, a war journal s- story that is in line for uh, for for maybe an X book. Oh, okay. So it was basically his tryout. They said, "Make me happy," and uh, for what he says, he did, he did it. So, oh, fucking a. <sighs> can't say who it is but exciting (laughs) yeah very exciting yeah yeah so there you go you know what we've been at this for a while and i'm out of coffee and i think we're out of geek yeah george thank you for for returning for for an episode um kevin thanks for having me back you know uh you're always welcome don't think that 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 it's not you know uh it's been good to catch up obviously obviously uh yeah let's see what we've got so much to, to plug uh where can people find you george uh you know i'm on twitter and instagram at george schmitz and you can find everything you want to know about eat geek play over at eatgeekplay.com get subscribed to this and one of our other seven podcasts that we have we actually have a podcast network now you can listen to our new podcast robot underpants which is a bunch of geeks talking around talking about all sorts of tech stuff and other things it's been around for a while my buddies were doing this podcast they needed a new home so i gave it to them we've got war report where uh, jamie and i run down every issue and everything that's going on with secret wars then we have a talk on titans where uh, matt the rat and i run, destroy pretty much destroy my childhood where we go back to the 80s run of Teen Titans, a book that I cut my teeth on in the comic book world. And uh, 
try to see if it still holds up because I haven't read it since it's like nine years old. Uh, that's a fun one. And then uh, we've got a new one coming up called Repeat the Chorus, which uh, I, that's all I'm going to tell you about right now. But just keep looking on out. So subscribe to this podcast feed. Go back and l- subscribe to all, or listen to a bunch of our old episodes. And we also have Creative Spaces. I forgot to mention that. I've got too many podcasts, George, uh, where I sit down and talk about the creativity and product productivity of writers and artists in the comic book world. And it's a lot of fun. Um, we just put up a episode with Frank Barbieri, uh, this week. It's really fun. So if you're looking for inspiration on writing and everything else, go check that, that podcast, subscribe to this feed. You'll get all of them every day, basically. And, uh, yeah, um, go over to Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and now Snapchat. We're just eat geek play on all of those formats. And, uh, that's it. I think we're done. We did it. All right. Talk to you next time. Bye.